is up, everyone? I am Mike Wollert, and this is the Mike Up IDP podcast, where it is all about the IDP. We are talking individual defensive players. No diva quarterbacks or wide receivers. The running backs, they do not matter. And it's all about the defensive tackles, the edge rushers, the big hitting linebackers, and the ball hawking defensive backs. So we are here in week six. Feels a bit strange um, with a Tuesday night game in the rear view and and really no Thursday night game to, to review. It's we're you know it's uh kind of going old school where all the games start on sunday and we don't have to head into sunday being down by 40 uh because someone went off on thursday so uh we're just we are we're moving on um we did wake up to some news on on thursday morning uh of some of some covid positives uh in atlanta the atlanta organization but as of right now it doesn't sound like it's anything too serious it looks like it's isolated and it does sound like um that game should go off so that's that's definitely good news um so with with that said um you know like the rock uh said to kevin hart and central intelligence i've got a plan for the week six pod and if it doesn't work out it's going to get us all killed but if it does work out, it's going to be a boss episode. So cool. Cool. So for this episode, I'm going to go over some injuries. Uh, we're going to take a look at some stat crews and their tackle numbers. Uh, so we'll take a look at that before going into the uh, to the normal ranks and the streamers. So with that said, here's a look at some of the week six injuries. So on the injury front, um, so the injury front for for week six, um, Miles Jack looks like he he returned on a limited basis, so that's that's certainly good news for a week six return. It certainly takes a little takes most of the jam out of Dakota Allen's donut for uh, for a repeat uh, performance from week five. So, uh, but Miles Jack does look like he is on track. Uh, Matt Milano for the Bills he returned also in a limited in a limited fashion, so he missed last week. So if Milano does return. Um, that will send Tyrell Dodson back to the bench. Um, Keanu Neal and Fasade Alokon for the Falcons, um, also limited, but I think they should be good to go. Uh, should be ready for week six. Um, Quan Alexander is not practicing. He is dealing with a high ankle sprain, so I will touch on him a little bit more within the uh, linebacker ranks and the matchups, but he is not practicing. Uh, for the Colts, the biggie, Darius Leonard, not practicing. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Leonard miss again uh, week six and just keep him out for the bye. Uh, so that would certainly put uh, Bobby Okarecki and Anthony Walker in play again for this week. So, um, uh, yeah, Darius Leonard, I just don't see playing. Justin Houston, limited. He's one of those guys that always pops up on an injury report and always ends up playing. So, uh, but just keep an eye on, on Justin Houston. Uh, Micah Kaiser looks like he could be back with some limited practice. Um, so, uh, I put together a thread on my Twitter, um, on Troy readers, three sacks. Um, so, but if Kaiser is out, that would certainly dial up uh, Troy reader for another game. But, um, but as of right now, Kaiser's putting in some limited work. So, uh, just kind of keep an eye on that. And Leighton Vander Esch, they, Dallas really wants to ramp him up and get him out for, for week six. So, um, Joe Thomas owners might want to bench before dropping outright. Um, I don't foresee a full-time role or a, a three down role for Vander Esch. I'd, I 
I'd see probably about 60 to 70% of the snaps. So that means Joe Thomas should get another 40, you know, 40% of the snaps for, for Van Der Esch. So, um, those are some of the bigger injury names that are that are out there right now. So again, just keep an eye on those um, as we head into the uh, into the weekend. Um, but some observations I've noticed uh, some of the about some of the stat crews, some of the home stat crews as we head into week six. Um, it looks like the Indianapolis, the the home stat crew, is issuing or is is a top home crew for for giving out solo tackles. So if uh, if you're in leagues that are giving. Uh, 1.5, 1.752 points per solo. Um, that's certainly good news for for tackle opportunities for guys like Von Bell and Jesse Bates. Um, I don't like any of the Cincinnati linebackers, so but that certainly would put Josh Bynes in play potentially. It that threw up on my mouth a little bit saying that, even though he's only paying 60, 65 percent of the snaps, but. Um, you know, with, with solo tackles, it's it's a it's an opportunity where he can get like five to six solos. Um, the New England home crew um, is also pretty generous with the with the solo tackles. So with that matchup with Denver, um, that certainly gives uh, a, a nudge to to Josie Jewell and AJ Johnson's matchup at the linebacker spot uh, for New England. You know, it's it's so it I maybe Adrian Phillips, uh, but I'm certainly not putting any type of uh any hope or stock into into Jawan bentley uh the chicago bears uh home crew so um uh that is you know they, they've been pretty generous with with solos um buffalo is always up there and the uh, the los angeles rams home crew is also up there so uh home crews that round out the uh, so those are the home crews that round out the top five. So the bottom five for solos, uh, for home, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, the Cleveland Browns, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Carolina Panthers. So um, those home crews are not giving away as many solos, but they're they're handing out a little bit more assists. So if there's anybody around the ball uh, that's making a tackle, um, you know they're going to get credited with with an assist as opposed for a solo. I mean they. I, they really, those crews, they really want to make sure there's, it's just one person getting the solo. So, um, so yeah, in terms of when, you know, it's just another thing to look at. Um, I mean, if, if you're playing somebody from the Carolina, if, if your team is playing someone from Carolina and say you have Bobby Wagner, I'm not sitting Bobby Wagner just because Carolina's home crew or home stat crew is, is not giving away solos, but it's just another thing to look at if you're, uh, if you're on the fence about um, a matchup between maybe some, uh, your LB3 or LB4, that might tip the scales a little bit depending on your scoring. So um, just something to think about. But your top five, again, for for solos and awarding solos is Indianapolis, New England, Chicago, Buffalo, and L.A. Your home crews that are bottom five for solos is Jacksonville, Dallas, Cleveland, Atlanta, and Carolina. So... Um, so just something to think about. And then just a, a look, just real quick, just some defensive schemes and, and fronts, just some some of my thoughts. Um, I hate Kansas City and their linebackers. It's it's not that they're bad. It's just 
They're running more three safety sets, running anywhere between one to three linebackers at any given time. So there's always a rotation. There's not consistency as to who's on the field. Um, Anthony Hitchens and Ben Neiman, and then you got Willie Gay, and then you got Damian Wilson. And it's just, there's just too much of a rotation for my liking. I really like Willie Gay. I really hope he he emerges this season, but it's probably not going to happen. And then last week you have Damian Wilson on the field for over 80% of the snap. So, I just I hate that situation. I also hate Cincinnati's line, uh, situation as well with their linebackers. Um, you, you might have you you might see me reference a, a left linebacker or just outside linebacker or right inside linebacker. Um, I, I think you can the days of talking about a will a weak side or a Mike middle or a Sam strong side. I think those days are gone. Um, you're looking at mostly an inside or an outside linebacker or a left right linebacker uh most defenses right now are running two linebackers um the ravens giants and rams are for the most part running just one linebacker um and the giants are also kind of running still kind of that 34 base so they still might be a little bit more vanilla as opposed to what a lot of defenses are running they're running a lot of four two five so four linemen two linebackers five defensive backs so um yeah, in my opinion, those days of Will, Mike, Sam gone inside, outside, left, right. That's kind of how I'm looking at things. Um, and also just refer to my to my three down linebacker chart um, and the notes to find out just which linebackers are getting the snaps, which guys are the three down linebackers. So um, that really is the the most important thing. It doesn't matter if Bobby Wagner is a middle linebacker. It doesn't matter if. Uh, Darius uh, Leonard is a is a will linebacker. He's just lining up where he's lining up, and he's on the field for 100 percent of the snaps. That's what you're looking at. Uh, Carolina, the Panthers are running out three safeties, so I really like the presence that Jeremy Chin is bringing, and that has been at the detriment of Tahir Whitehead, who has been losing snaps over the last few weeks. So, um, Chin's stock definitely up, playing more alongside Shaq Thompson. Um, and if you've seen any, uh, seen him play, he's he's making up ground and he's just doing a, a really, uh, really solid job uh, in his rookie year. So um, those are just some some quick observations. Um, some my opinions of what I'm drawing from from, from some of the schemes. Um, and in terms of when we head into week six, it looks like we have four teams on by. So we have the Los Angeles Chargers. So you will be without Kenneth Murray, Kazir White and Joey Bosa. The Saints, so no DeMario Davis, no Cam Jordan, no Malcolm Jenkins, no Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, no Sheldon Rankin. So uh, those guys are out. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, no Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright, Jamal Adams. So actually this is probably a good spot for the Seahawks for Jamal Adams to get healthy. So hopefully he will be back in Week 7. Um, and then we have the Las Vegas Raiders. So no Max Crosby, no Corey Littleton, no Nick Kwiatkowski, and no Jonathan Abram. So those are um, kind of the news and notes, tackle crews, some observations and defenses and going over the buy. So um, let's get into the week six rankings. So let us look at the week six IDP rankings. First up, we are going to look at the defensive line. So at defensive line, at number one, I have Miles Garrett uh, of the Browns going against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number two, Aaron Donald uh, coming off a four-set game uh, against the San Francisco 49ers. Number three, J.J. Watt uh, against the Tennessee Titans. 
Number four, Alden Smith against the Arizona Cardinals. Number five, Cameron Hayward against the Cleveland Browns. Number six, DeForest Buckner against the Cincinnati Bengals. Number seven, Sam Hubbard uh, facing the Indianapolis Colts. Calais Campbell uh, facing the Philadelphia Eagles. Really good matchup for Campbell. I really like that. I really like his uh, potential this week. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line is is really struggling, and Carson Wentz is struggling. So I think um, this is a really good spot for for Clayus Campbell. Uh, number nine, Montez Sweat against the New York Giants, and rounding out the top ten, uh, Brian Burns against the Chicago Bears. So uh, just a, a quick look and looking at some of the matchups. Um, from the ranks, uh, the Mo- yeah Montez Sweat against the the New York Giants. I love 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 Montez Sweat's matchup this week. Um, he should be matching up over Andrew Thomas. Uh, Thomas has struggled this season, and um, I know way back in during the draft, I was kind of bummed that the the Giants took Thomas because uh, he was kind of the guy I wanted for Cleveland. And even when Cleveland went Jed Wills over, you know. Tristan Wirfs. Uh, I was a little bu- a little bummed, but through five games, and I know it's a small sample. It looks like, you know, as of right now, the Browns have the right made the right decision with with Wills and the Giants. Um, not so much with Thomas, but like I said, I'm not throwing in the towel. It's only five games, rookie season, players playing in a global pandemic, and with real no off season program. But Thomas has struggled. Uh, has definitely struggled in pass protection, um, definitely going through some of those rookie growing pains. He's allowed four sacks and 28 total quarterback pressures. Um, Sweat, over the last few weeks, just three pressures. So I think this is a really good game for Montez Sweat to come out and dominate um, Andrew Thomas. So Sweat still producing a 12.4% pressure rate. So I've got Sweat in a few leagues, and I have no problems rolling him out, and I suggest you do the same. Uh, Like I said, I've got him in my top 10. Next up, we have Alden Smith against the uh, Cardinals uh, and DJ Humphreys. Uh, but I'm not sure how Smith missed sacks last week. Um, he was a, a force. He produced a 27% pressure rate and was really a, a nuisance to the to the Giants offensive line and was really consistently in their backfield. Uh, this week, I think he gets another you know, relatively favorable matchup, uh, matching up against DJ Humphreys. Humphreys been average. Um, nothing great. He's been better in run blocking, but he has been responsible for a couple of sacks and 11 pressures. Um, Alden Smith is just, you know, playing with a resurgence. So um, I just think Humphreys is going to be uh, singing a lot of Queens under pressure this week, as I think he's just going to be dealing with, with Alden Smith, and, and Smith is still re- producing a, a 17% pressure rate. So um, solid matchup again for, for Alden Smith and, and the Cardinals. Um, next up, we have Frank Clark of the Chiefs against uh, the Buffalo Bills. Should be matching up with Deion Dawkins. Um, Clark's been inconsistent when it comes to pressure. Um, his rate has been low this season, but he's converted 23% of his pressures into sacks. So he's definitely converting on, on, on when he is getting into the, to the backfield. But um, Dawkins has been responsible for, you know, he is responsible for a sack last week. Uh, responsible for two total sacks and 12 quarterback pressures. So I think this is a good matchup for for Frank Clark against the Bills um, and Deion Dawkins. Um, looking at a couple of sleepers, um, Al-Qaeda Muhammad, probably butchered that, but uh, keep an eye on Justin Houston. He's probably going to play, but uh, luckily for Muhammad, um, 
he is, you know, he's averaging about 35 snaps, uh, most of those being pass rush snaps. So he's going to be a big play scoring target. So if you need a, a sleeper in a, bl- a big play format, I, I think you, I think Muhammad, you know, fits that bill. Generating a 10% pressure rate over the last four weeks, notched his first sack of the year last week. Um, luckily for him, he's going to line up on Bobby Hart's side of the field, which which is always a good thing. Um, Hart has allowed two sacks in uh, the last three games and has allowed 21 total quarterback pressures, um, including four hits. So, you know, a couple of those sacks, a couple more sacks he could have uh, he could have allowed. So he's really making things difficult for Joe Burrow. So if you're looking for a sleeper, um, Al Qaeden Muhammad of the Colts. Super, super deeper sleeper. Um, if by weeks and injuries, uh, Romeo Aquara uh, of the Lions against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars should be matching up with Jawan Taylor. Um, Taylor has, has struggled in pass protection, been responsible for three sacks and 21 total quarterback pressures. So, again, if by weeks, injuries, heavy scrambling, um, might as well just take out that dart, throw it at the board, and uh, maybe trot out Romeo Aquara. Uh, maybe you get one of those two set games that really boost your squad. So uh, those are the top 10 defensive linemen. Next, we are looking at linebacker. At number one, we have Blake Martinez. Number two, Roquan Smith against the Carolina Panthers. Number three, Zach Cunningham against the Tennessee Titans. Number four, Jalen Smith against the Arizona Cardinals. Number five, Eric Kendricks against the Atlanta Falcons. And then staying in that game, we've got Deion Jones against the Minnesota Vikings. Number seven, Jordan Hicks against the Dallas Cowboys. Number eight, Shaq Thompson against the Chicago Bears. Number nine, Tremaine Edmonds against the Kansas City Chiefs. Rounding out the top ten, I've got Joe Schobert against the Detroit Lions. So at linebacker, um, I like Roquan Smith um, and his matchup with the Carolina Panthers. Um, linebackers against Carolina, I think that's what we're we're learning. Um, even with uh, even with Christian McCaffrey out, they they seem to not be missing a beat with Mike Davis. So um, I really like the matchup here for for Roquan. He's producing a three to one solo to assist tackle ratio and an eleven point four percent tackle rate. Um, like I said. Panthers are still running Mike Davis, and the Panthers are allowing 25 tackles a game, uh, including 16 solo tackles to the linebacker position. So I know I mentioned the the Carolina stat crew can be a little bit stingy with solos and are more worrying with assists, but I, I really like the matchup for Roquan. Um, I think double-digit tackles are certainly in play this week. Uh, next, another matchup I like is Jordan Hicks uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Um We'll see how Chandler Jones's injury impacts the linebackers and their ability to make plays and tackles, but I still think uh, Hicks is in a great, has a good start against the the Cowboys. Um, with Dal- with Dak Prescott out for the year, Andy Dalton is at the helm. So, are they going to continue to be pass happy? Um, are they going to get? Or are they going to give Ezekiel Elliott a few more uh, carries per game? So, uh, Hicks has 21 tackles over the last two weeks, producing a 12.6 tackle per- percent tackle rate. Um, Dallas's offense is allowing 21 tackles a game uh, to the linebacker position. So if it's just one of those games where they just want to limit uh, Andy Dalton and have him manage the game and just continue to give the rock to Ezekiel Elliott, um, I think both Arizona Cardinal linebackers, um, 
have a good opportunity for tackles, but I definitely like Jordan Hicks this week. Uh, next up, we have Zach Cunningham. Um, if I'm Cunningham, eh, might be having second thoughts about squaring up to, to Derrick Henry, uh, especially after watching Henry uh, toss Josh Norman like he's jazz getting thrown out of the Banks' house in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, that, was, that was rough. Norman's going to have a, a tough time coming back from that one. Uh, but Cunningham's running mate, Bernardrick McKinney, is looks to be out for the year. Um, so I think even with Tyrell Adams, I, I like tack, uh, Cunningham's tackle opportunities, his potential for tackle opportunities this week, um, uh, and even the rest of the season. Um, Cunningham, you know, seems to step up for some of these rivalry games, 39 tackles and one and a half sacks in six career games with the Titans. Um, I think Cunningham is going to be busy with Derrick Henry this week and the Titans offense allowing 14 solo tackles per game, uh, to the, uh, to the linebacker position. So, um, definitely like Cunningham this week against the Titans. And in terms of a sleeper, um, I think you can pick up Dre Greenlaw. Because um, it does look like he's expected to get the snaps for Quan Alexander. As I mentioned, it looks like he's out indefinitely with a high ankle sprain. Um, honestly, I think his future with San Francisco is probably up in the air as well. So um, I think if if anybody has dropped Dre Greenlaw, especially in the Dynasty League, certainly pick him up as it looks like he's going to be the guy going forward. Um, Greenlaw, when given the snaps, he's prov- proved to be productive. Quick to the ball, uh, knows where to go, fishing on the field with his snaps. Uh, this season in 87 snaps, he's recording a 14.9% tackle rate. So that's certainly um, certainly what you want to see. But like I said, um, you know, I'd like to be transparent. The Rams are a tough matchup for linebackers. Uh, but with injuries and bye weeks, um, I think you have to look at his potential snap volume this week. So that certainly puts him on the IDP radar as a, um, as a sleeper and a potential uh, LB3 this week. So those are my top 10 linebackers and some of the matchups I like at the position. Next up, we are going to look at the defensive back um, top 10. At number one, I have Buda Baker against the Cowboys. Number two, Mike Hilton against the Cleveland Browns. Number three, Jeremy Chin against the Chicago Bears. Number four, Landon Collins against the New York Giants. Number five, John Johnson against the San Francisco 49ers. Number six, Jordan Poyer against the Kansas City Chiefs. Number seven, Marlon Humphrey against the Philadelphia Eagles. Number eight, Von Bell against the Indianapolis Colts. Number nine, Josh Jones against the Detroit Lions. And rounding out the top 10, staying in that game, I've got Tracy Walker against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And from the defensive back position, here's some of the matchups I I like. Uh, Marlon Humphrey against the Eagles. So, so far, Humphrey has just been solid uh, for Baltimore and his IDP owners. Um, He's recording 0.21 points per snap, so definitely fantasy relevant. Um, He's been thrown at 39 times, so uh, that target volume certainly puts him on the radar for production every week. Um, Opposing cornerbacks are averaging 14 tackles a game. Um, and Carson Wentz has thrown at least one interception uh, to a cornerback this season. So Marlon Humphrey kind of being used all over the place, slot corner, um, getting to the quarterback. So definitely a, uh, a solid uh, corner this week and a solid DB. Next, um, love Jeremy Chin uh, against the Bears. Um, he's been as advertised this season. 
He just covers so much ground. Um, he cleans up some of the messes left behind by the linebackers, but he still needs to clean up some of his messes as well. You know, he's he's missed quite a few tackles, but he continues to make plays. Uh, Chin is recording a 13.9% tackle rate, which has resulted in 44 tackles. Definitely want to see a little bit more solo uh, tackles, but I think he's going to be busy with the Bears. Uh, they're giving up 12 tackles a game to the safety position. Um, with uh, with Kawan Short now out for the year, I think he's going to be involved in some tackle opportunities on David Montgomery, and I'm hoping for some big plays against Nick Foles, so I definitely like Jeremy Chin. Uh, next up, we have Landon Collins, uh, the strong safety with the Redskins against the Giants. I like a good revenge game narrative. Uh, two games against his former team, he's recorded 15 tackles this season. Tackle rate just under 10%, but Collins is playing 67% of his snaps upon the line of the scrimmage, so he's always in position to to make tackles. So I think he should be busy um, covering Evan Ingram or tracking Devonta Freeman. So um, definitely, definitely like the upside this week on Landon Collins. Um, opposing safeties averaging almost 13 tackles a game against the Giants offense. So um, I think you're if you've got Landon Collins, I think you're in a good position to start him. Um, in terms of a sleeper this week. Uh, Taylor Rapp, uh, safety of the Rams for the 40, against the 49ers. Um, I thought last week with Micah Kaiser out, Rapp would be in line to get a few more snaps, but didn't happen. Uh, Jordan Fuller actually received the majority, but now he finds himself on IR and out for the next few weeks. Uh, the 49ers, uh, their offense, the way they run, allowing 12 tackles a game to the safety position. So um I think with some of the, the injuries, I think that certainly puts Taylor Rapp in play. I uh, definitely like the Rams safeties this week. So that rounds out uh, the rankings uh, for the linebacker, defensive line, and defensive back, some of the matchups I like. So let's take a look at week six cornerback streamers. So for week six, if you were looking to stream uh, some cornerbacks, uh, here's some matchups I'd like. Uh, Mike Hughes of the Vikings against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, it looks like this game should play, even with some of the uh, with some of the COVID positives that came out in Atlanta. Um, Hughes should see Calvin Ridley for most of the game, and this game is uh, has the makings of a shootout. Uh, Hughes been targeted 15 times this season and should be running more most of his routes on Calvin Ridley's side of the field so uh would not surprise me to see Mike Hughes thrown at anywhere between six to eight times this week so um definitely like Mike Hughes this week uh, my next streamer um Razul Douglas of the Carolina Panthers against the Chicago Bears um Douglas been thrown at 18 times this season and he should draw target magnet Allen Robinson for, for most of his route. So um, he and Robinson should be um, battling out. And there's a potential of a, of a shadow uh, of Allen Robinson, so which would be even better. Um, so it's possible Douglas could get anywhere between 8 to 10 targets this week. Uh, Douglas has 26 tackles, so when he's targeted, he's making a tackle, which is exactly what you want from uh, from an IDP, from a, from a corner. So uh, Rizal Douglas, uh, definitely in play as a streamer. Next up, we have Kenny Moore of the Colts against the Bengals. Um, Kenny Moore as the slot receiver should be matching up on Tyler Boyd for most of the day. Uh, Moore has been thrown at 16 times, and with his matchup on Boyd, um, 
I think if, if Joe Burrow is under pressure uh, from that front four, it could mean quick outs to Boyd. I know Joe Burrow has really uh, keyed in on Tyler Boyd. So, you know, it, it certainly is one of those games where we're more um, could see double digit targets. Uh, Boyd only has one game of just fewer than six targets. So I think Kenny Moore is going to be, uh, you know, pretty busy. So I think we could be looking at some defended passes, certainly a, a good share of tackles. Um, Certainly, there's always upside with an interception against a, a rookie quarterback. So, uh, definitely like Kenny Moore. And last up for a streamer, Chris Claybrooks of the Jaguars against the Detroit Lions. Uh, rookie corners are certainly being taken advantage of in Jacksonville between Claybrooks and CJ Henderson. Uh, they are being thrown at. Uh, Claybrooks has been thrown at 11 times, uh, but has consecutive games of 10 or more fantasy points. Um, which is he's had three defended passes uh, over his last nine targets to go along with 13 tackles. Um, so he should be, uh, Kenny Galladay should line up on Claybrook's side of the field. So I think Claybrook should draw Kenny Galladay in coverage for most of the day. So, um, you know, Galladay could make Claybrook's life miserable, which is good from an IDP standpoint. So um, those are the streamers I like for... Uh, for this week and that really is it for week six um i know as we head into you know we're heading into kind of that second quarter point um i know a lot of you might be new don't get discouraged with with fantasy performances from from some of your guys um i know guys like devin white um and Devin Bush haven't been, you know, producing. I think it's just, you know, it's just, uh, I hate to use the word, but it's variance. And, you know, in the case of Devin Bush, it was just one of those days where the Eagles didn't run very much. Um, so Devin Bush didn't have uh, quite, didn't have many opportunities for tackles. So, um, and I think that even happened with Devin White um, a week or two ago, just didn't have the opportunities. You're going to have your ups and downs with IDP. Um it's not like a, a running back where you can pretty much guarantee he's going to get 20 carries on the defensive side of the ball. You've got 11 guys that are going after a ball carrier. So, and you never know where they're going to be or where the ball is going to go. So um, it's just one of those things. But usually from, in my experience, the producers end up producing. So your, your elite guys, they end up producing. So don't get discouraged. You know, if you see someone like, um, Oh God, Kamugri or Hill produced 20 points. Don't drop um, Bobby Wagner for him because when you look at it in context, you probably only got 10 snaps. So don't make rash drops. Don't make rash moves. Um, things always end up evening out when it comes to IDP and a uh, and a player's production. So that's just kind of a little bit of my rant, a little bit of my little piece of advice. So again, that's it for week six. Um, as always, you can find my work over at Four for Four, um, the my three down linebackers uh, chart and article is updated through week five. Uh, IDP rankings will be updated throughout the weekend. Of as always. Um, as are my week six IDP waiver wire choices. And everything previous to week six in terms of the waiver wire still stands. If those guys are available, pick them up. So um, find my work over at 4 for 4. We have a new Air Yards tool um, conveniently located in the tools menu over at 4 for 4. Alex Gelhar has your week six trade targets. So who to buy, who to sell, who to hold. 
Um, as always, be sure to check out George Criticos's Week 6 Rundown before setting your lineups. Uh, Justin Edwards does a great job breaking down the offensive line matchups to exploit, so take a look at that for Week 6. And as always, if you want the best lineups, check out John Paulson's Freakishly Accurate Rankings and win your week. So that's it. Let's hope to uh, avoid the landmines from any bye weeks and injuries. I'll be back next week, so here's hoping your lineups are optimal. And stay classy, IDP Nation. This has been a production of the Big Three Network.